Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Pinned in the tower. I'm Dick Iuliano. House Speaker agrees with the President. Congress must prevent that rail strike from ever happening. How the chair of the D.C. Council describes some work habits in the city. This is Kyle Cooper. Down day across the board on Wall Street. Good morning. Welcome in 3 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. President Biden is asking for congressional intervention now to block a railroad strike before next month's deadline. More from CBS's Stephen Portnoy. In a statement, the president says Congress should immediately impose the terms of the tentative agreement reached by union leaders and railroad bosses in September. That deal was rejected by the rank and file of four of the 12 unions in the industry. The workers opposed to the agreement say it does not include enough paid sick leave. The president notes in his statement that he's pro-labor and that he's reluctantly taking this step. In 1992, then-Senator Joe Biden voted against congressional intervention to end a railroad strike that lasted for two days. America's fourth largest city, Houston, is now under a boil water order because of a power outage at a water purification plant. CBS's Janet Shamlian says it's just another sign the nation's water infrastructure is crumbling. It comes amid water woes related to aging infrastructure. From the Jackson, Mississippi crisis in August, triggering a federal disaster declaration, to the years of issues in Flint, Michigan, where lead from pipes breached the water supply. There's a water main break every two minutes, according to the American Society of Civil Engineers. An estimated six billion gallons of treated water lost daily in the U.S., enough to fill more than 9,000 swimming pools. In Hawaii, the largest active volcano on the planet has begun erupting for the first time in decades. More from CBS's Carter Evans. Mauna Loa is massive. Eruptions over the past 200 years have sent lava flows across the Big Island of Hawaii, but it's been dormant nearly 40 years. The last major eruption in 1984 threatened the city of Hilo. This eruption follows years of lava flows from Mauna Loa's much smaller but much more active neighbor, Kilauea. It's further indication that Mike Pence and Donald Trump are on divergent paths. On News Nation, Pence said Trump was wrong to have had dinner with a prominent white supremacist, Nick Fuentes. President Trump was wrong uh, uh, to give uh, a white nationalist um, um, an anti-Semite and a Holocaust denier a seat at the table. And uh, I think he should apologize. Virginia Democratic Congressman A. Donald McEachin has died. His office said he had been fighting the secondary effects of colorectal cancer since 2013. McEachin represented Virginia's 4th Congressional District, which includes parts of Richmond and extends south to the North Carolina border. McEachin was re-elected to a fourth term earlier this month. The congressman was 61. And the Merriam-Webster Dictionary has chosen gaslighting as its word of the year. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. This is Staples. So rumor has it that Staples has everything I need to ship. Mm -hmm. We have all the shipping supplies and services you need. Boxes? Yep. Mailers? Yeah. And we have UPS here in store. What will Staples think of next? (laughs) 
right? No, seriously, I'm asking, what, what, what will they think of next? Staples is your one-stop shipping destination. Now get 50% off shipping boxes, mailers, or tubes when you buy five of the same item in-store or online with one-hour pickup. Staples, the best-kept secret in shipping. Ends 1231. Exclusions apply. Visit staplesconnect.com slash shipping for details. Are you more than 10000 in debt? Feel like you're on a never-ending treadmill staying in one place and never getting ahead with those minimum payments? You feel like there's no way out. Get off the endless debt treadmill and start saving money each month. There are programs in place to help you get free of your debt and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. The program at Total Financial Freedom can help you get debt-free in months instead of decades. Call Total Financial now at 800-208-1312. 800-208-1312. at 304. Good Tuesday morning, November 29th, 2022. Partly to mostly cloudy and pleasant as we head through this day. The high 47 to 53 before we're done. 40 straight up in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. Indeed, Lane, we thank you for taking us along for your early Tuesday morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you this hour as we head into this Tuesday together. Just imagine being inside that small plane we've been telling you about here on WTLP. They crashed over the weekend into a power transmission tower locally in Gaithersburg and hung there apparently about 100 feet above the, the ground for hours. There's an update now here at WTLP on the pilot and passenger who were inside. Montgomery County Fire Chief Scott Goldstein said on Monday afternoon that the pilot and passenger hurt in the crash are now doing better. We have two people that we transported to a local trauma center. Both of those folks, the condition has improved. One is still in the hospital. They were rescued just before 1 a.m. on Monday. About three hours later, crews removed the plane from the power lines. They stabilized the plane by the crane, then segmented the plane and the engine from as two pieces, lowered the plane to the ground. The plane remains on scene and will be inspected by the NTSB. Stetson Miller, WTOP News. The NTSB plans to release a preliminary report, we're told, of their investigation into this crash in two to three weeks. Now, the pilot and passenger in Sunday Light's plane crash stayed calm as they talked by cell phone with a 911 call taker. Pilot Patrick Merkel telephoned Montgomery County 911 to say he'd flown into a tower. Believe it or not, the aircraft is pinned in the tower. The pilot feared the plane could slip free from the tower's grasp and fall to earth. We can slide backwards and have absolutely nothing to protect us going down. Passenger Janet Williams pleaded for a swift rescue, and the 911 call taker offered encouraging words. Please hurry. They're moving as fast as they can, okay? They're going to get up to you guys. Emergency personnel checked with the crash victims by phone every 30 minutes. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. WTOP at 306. In other news this morning, Virginia Congressman Donald McEachin, we hear, has died after a long battle with cancer. He was just 61. McEachin, a Democrat, had just won re-election for a fourth term in Virginia's fourth district. His chief of staff says that McEachin was diagnosed with colorectal cancer that he's been battling since 2013. Money is being wasted in the district when it comes to fixing things at schools and other buildings. D.C. Council Chair Phil Mendelson says the work order process is, in his words, a mess. The result is that it's costing the city millions of dollars. A D.C. auditor's report found all kinds of issues with the Department of General Services responsible for fixing stuff and tracking it. In some work orders, before and after photos were not the actual project, but stock images found on the Internet. Stupid is what occurs to me. 
I mean, why would one do that? Mendelson says the mayor is responsible for how the work gets done. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. 307, Tuesday morning on WTOP. When prices go up, that has an impact on everything, from the price of milk to building local schools. This is the time of year when Montgomery County lawmakers are talking to their colleagues in Annapolis about what they need. And County Council President Gabe Albornoz said inflation will affect requests for things like school construction money. He also talked about another priority when the General Assembly session starts in January. Pedestrian safety as well as bicycle safety because as we know there have been too many tragedies here locally in Montgomery County and across the region. Among the bills that could be considered one that would take the fines drivers pay for blowing past stopped school buses and sending that money to the state to apply directly to improving safety at the site where the violation occurred. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Moving on to the next holiday this Tuesday morning and coming up on WTOP this half hour. Students from Calvert, Fredericksburg, and D.C. make things festive at the National Christmas Tree. I'm Dick Yoliano. Good Tuesday morning, November 29th, 308 on WTOP. Welcome in. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, Dean. Right now, traveling eastbound 66 between 29 and 28 in Centerville. Single left lane gets you by the work zone. Beyond that, between 123 and Nutley Street, also down to a single left lane. Then as you approach and pass over the Beltway, the work zone blocks a single right lane. Westbound side, as you approach 123, works in, in the right lane. Between 50 and the Fairfax County Parkway, single right lane gets you by. And then... As you approach uh, Route 28 in Centerville, there you're also down to a single right lane getting by. Ramp goes south on 28 blocked as part of that work zone. Posted detour will take you to 29 to work your way back. Southbound 28 as you approach and pass over 66, eventually down to one single lane to the left of the work zone. But as of late, delays have been brief. 95 north on the only active work zone uh, as you approach and pass Route 3 Fredericksburg. That blocks the left lane of three. You get by without delay. Beyond that, nothing else in your way. Headed up toward the Beltway in Springfield. Express lanes available to you there as well. 395 North uh, between the Beltway and the 14th Street Bridge. Also off to a good start. Express lanes available there as well. No issues as of late on George Washington Parkway in either direction. For over 65 years, GIBA, the Government Employees Benefit Association, has been trusted by federal employees to provide dental, vision, and other insurance benefits. Choose GIBA. Visit GEBA.com. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Tracking the next couple of days for you. Your Tuesday, not too bad. High temperature in the low 50s, going 53 with a mixture of clouds and sun. Uh, Wednesday, all clouds, good chance for rain early in the day. High temperature of 60. Sounds great, but uh, once again, rain and wind. Winds gusting 30 to 40 miles per hour, bringing wind chills in the 30s on Thursday. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. 29 in Gaithersburg, 41 in Arlington, 35 in Lanham. And we are now looking at 40 degrees and holding in our nation's capital. It's 3 a.m. hour, Tuesday morning, November 29th. Glad you're with us this early morning. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. This is WTOP News. At 311, good morning on your Tuesday. Welcome in. Are you looking for something fun and free to do this holiday season? Well, Wolf Trap hosts its 
free annual holiday sing-along this weekend on Saturday, to be specific. I'm really excited for people to come back to their favorite holiday tradition, be at the new and improved Feline Center, see all the beauty and the majesty and the wreaths and the costumes and the characters. Wolf Trap President Arvin Minocha says the President's own United States Marine Band will be joined by over 15 local choirs with 600 singers. I think Frosty will make an appearance. I think Rudolph will make an appearance. I'm fairly certain Santa Claus will make an appearance. It all builds to a candlelit finale sure to put you in the holiday spirit. Bring some LED candles with you because there'll be a beautiful procession as we leave with Silent Night. Jason for LEWTOP News. From Shanghai to Beijing, protests have erupted across China. As numbers increase at demonstrations in major cities, so too, we're told, are the number of complaints some people call for greater democracy and freedom right now in China. This morning, Scott Kennedy with the Center for Strategic and International Studies, who's recently come back from nearly two months on an extended research tour in China. This morning on what's sparking the wave of unprecedented protests in China right now. For three years, the Chinese have been practicing this policy of zero COVID, which is to eliminate transmission of the virus as opposed to dealing with uh, the negative health effects. And that's required quarantines, lockdowns, scanning one's phone to enter any type of building, testing, significant constraints, and people are basically fed up with it. Then you throw in a fire in Western China last week that killed 10 people, and some people accuse zero COVID policies of making it more difficult for firefighters to get there. And you see people just uh, deciding to, to protest and call for the end of the policy. Now, the demonstrations presumably were not happening while you visited recently. But were you able to see other signs that something like this might be going on, that the atmosphere, if you will, was ripe for this kind of thing? Well, sure. In talking to average people, they've really grown tired of, of all of these controls, particularly since March in the wake of Omicron. Zero COVID really wasn't able to totally control the virus, and it's led to the Shanghai lockdown which was very traumatizing for people. And so you could hear in individual stories, really tragic experiences, and no plan to get beyond this. And so I think people are just now showing that frustration out on the streets in social media. And we have seen videos all along of those people in hazmat suits rather violently taking people away. The use of violence, did you experience that firsthand? I don't mean on yourself, but but as you traveled around? Folks wearing those big white outfits that we see, even flight attendants on airplanes and folks in train stations and hotels would dress like that as a precautionary measure. But also there are security folks that dress like that as well. And so it's certainly a scary thing for someone to see from the outside. I was lucky. I did go through quarantine in China for 10 days and had to do all the things to get into buildings and taxis, but I didn't experience the type of things that Chinese have been going through and that they're complaining about now. Can we tell right now whether this may be the start of some kind of revolution, or is it a flare-up that could fizzle out? I think it's very unlikely that this translates into a broad mass movement that calls for Xi Jinping, the Chinese leader, to step down or the overthrow of the party. I think most of the protesters would be satisfied with a ending of zero COVID, even if not immediate, but a clear roadmap to that end. The question is, will the party assent to those demands? Will they give a clear 
timeline for what they might do, or are they just going to crack down on Monday? There weren't a lot of protests on the streets of China, but a lot of police presence. So we're going to have to watch over the next few weeks to see how this develops, to see if, if they can get their arms around it or if it translates into something much larger. With the latest um, protests and demonstrations in China, that's Scott Kennedy with the Center for Strategic and International Studies talking there with our Dimitri Sotis. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Tuesday morning, November 29, 315. Sports time indeed. Mr. Rob Woodfork's turn this Tuesday morning. The Wizards emphatically return to the win column, setting season highs in points scored and margin of victory in a 142-27 blowout of the Minnesota Timberwolves. That snaps a three-game slide. Kristaps Porzingis scored a career-best 41 points to lead the effort, but Wes Huntsell Jr. says of a defense that forced 18 turnovers that led to 29 points. Some of them we fell into, honestly, but the hand activity, our awareness, getting in the guys and being a little bit more physical at the point of screens, trying to take things away when we could, but the fact that we were able to turn teams over and capitalize was really, a, going into this game, a point of issue. So we were able to capitalize on that tonight, which is a big positive. The T-Wolves lost Carl Anthony Towns to a leg injury in the third quarter. Minnesota is optimistic is not serious. Virginia Tech also enjoyed a double-digit home win over Minnesota, beating the Golden Gophers 67-57. Since week six, the Washington Commanders 6-1 and record and plus seven turnover ratio are the NFL's best. The defense has allowed the third fewest points and fourth fewest yards over that same span and Ron Rivera has a pretty straightforward approach to the rest of the season. The next step would be to score a few more points and not allow a few more points. And instead of winning games by one score, maybe you win a few more by two or three scores. I think that's the next evolution. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Taylor Heineke. That burgundy and gold offense, ninth worst in both scoring and passing yardage. In the other football, it's win or go home for Team USA in the World Cup. But draw or loss to Iran Tuesday afternoon would eliminate the Americans. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. As always, 317 Tuesday morning on WTOP. Woman is under arrest this week, this morning, following a fire in Landover Hills this weekend, Sunday night in specific, that investigators believe they say was set. Two people were taken to the hospital in the incident with serious injuries after the fire at a multifamily home located on Warner Avenue. Thirteen other residents were displaced. Now, the unnamed woman who was arrested is charged with multiple counts of arson, malicious burning and reckless endangerment this morning in connection with that fire. Damage estimated to be at least 100000 bucks. The investigation said to be ongoing. A Prince George's County student is under arrest, accused of bringing a gun to school. County police say a classmate saw the 16-year-old student apparently showing off the gun on the bus on the way to Frederick Douglass High School on Monday morning. The gun was apparently unloaded, but police do say there was ammo in the student's backpack. The child is being charged this morning as an adult with multiple charges related to having a gun on school grounds. Coming up on WTOP this early morning after traffic and weather here on your Tuesday morning, a progressive Democratic congressman from Virginia has passed away, and the Senate is set to vote today, we're told, on legislation to protect same-sex and interracial marriages. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Tuesday morning, November 29th, where the time now is 3.18. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, good morning to Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, Dean. Just got word from Prince George's County Police. Northbound 210 reopened between Swan Creek Road and Fort Washington Road. That had been closed since the 8 o'clock hour last night as a result of a serious crash involving a pedestrian that was under investigation. So all lanes have been reopened northbound. 
It did have a left lane closure on the southbound side. That has been reopened as well, so good news. Now, elsewhere in Prince George's County, still working 50 eastbound near Columbia Park Road. Uh, single file right past the work zone. Westbound side, no worries, headed into the district. Uh, if you're in the district, looking good on New York Avenue between northeast and northwest. No early concerns along DC 295 or I-295 with Suitland Parkway and South Capitol Street. We're moving well. Freeway, both I-395 and I-695 without issue. Now, if you're traveling on the Beltway in Virginia, Adaloop headed south to the American Legion Bridge to a point just beyond the bridge for Georgetown Pike. Single file left through the work zone. As of late, with lighter volume, delays have been brief. Also working on the inner loop between 123 and the Dulles Toll Road. There, the work zone blocks a single right lane. It's cold. Cover her ears with diamond stud earrings. She'll love the magnificent diamond studs from Mervis Diamond Importers. They're so bright, they dazzle from across the room. Check the collection on MervisDiamond.com. Rich Hunter, WTOB Traffic. Starting off your Tuesday morning, a little bit on the cool side. Not as cold as we've been over the past couple of weeks here, but still close to freezing in many areas in the city. It'll be upper 30s to around 40. Afternoon temperatures in the low to mid-50s. I'm going 53 degrees in the city with partly cloudy and mostly cloudy skies. Now on Wednesday, plenty of cloud cover and rain. We'll see periods of rain, some of it heavy, high of 60. Rather windy, too. Winds gusting 30 to 40 miles an hour, bringing with it colder air behind that system. Thursday, a high temperature in the mid-40s, wind chills in the 30s. I'm Storm Team. For Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we're at 41 degrees at the wharf in D.C., as well in Oxon Hill. 10 degrees cooler, 31 in Sterling, Virginia. We're down to 37 now at our nation's capital. This 3 a.m. hour, Tuesday morning, November 29th. This latest check on WTLP brought to you this morning by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same day service, seven days a week. Check them out, Lynn the Plumber. We've got the very latest on the war between Russia and Ukraine coming up this half hour on WTLP. This is WTOP. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Bringing you the news that shapes our region. Listen to WTOP on air, on the WTOP app, and on Alexa. Washington's top news, constantly updated 24-7, 365. WTOP News Time, now 321. As we've been telling you this morning on WTOP, word comes that Virginia Congressman Donald McEachin has died after a long battle with cancer. He was only 61. McEachin, a Democrat, had just won re-election for a fourth term in Virginia's 4th District. His chief of staff says he was diagnosed with colorectal cancer back in 2013. Senators Mark Warner and Tim Kaine from Virginia say they have known McEachin for decades and in statements separately said they are devastated to learn of his passing. McEachin was the third African-American to represent Virginia in Congress. President Joe Biden is expected to flip the switch to light the National Christmas Tree on Wednesday this week. And students in our area help decorate the holiday scene in President's Park. The 30-foot-tall white fir National Christmas Tree is adorned with more than 63,000 lights and more than 400 ornaments. It's a century in the making, you might say. It's the 100th lighting of our National Christmas Tree. Will Shafroth, president and CEO of the National Park Foundation, says the tree is surrounded by 58 other Christmas trees representing the states and territories. These are seven-foot-tall Fraser firs, and they're decorated with ornaments from students. Students from Calvert High School made ornaments for the Maryland tree. Falmouth Elementary School kids in Fredericksburg made the ornaments for the Virginia tree. And the D.C. tree is decorated by students from Friendship Public Charter and Blow Pierce Academy. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. 
Now to the latest of the war this morning. Life in Ukraine is about to get much, much worse as December and winter descend on a country which is already suffering widespread power outages. But despite the looming dark days, the country got a big shot in the arm this week. This morning, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green updates us. The ministers of foreign affairs from Estonia, Finland, Iceland, Latvia, Lithuania, Norway, and Sweden all went to Kiev. This was the biggest international visit to Kiev since the beginning of Russia's war against Ukraine started in February, and it's more proof of Europe's commitment to help Ukraine. They met in Kiev with CEO of Ukrainago and the deputy prosecutor general of Ukraine. The objective was to send a clear signal about Ukraine's priorities at the moment. And they were hoping that countries that are still on the fence about the necessity of a special tribunal for investigating the crime of aggression would get on board. The CEO of Ukrainago also said that not only are weapons needed, but also power generators and transformers are needed because Russia continues to try to knock out as many of Ukraine's power infrastructure pieces as it can, and they fear another massive wave of those attacks are coming in the days ahead. Well, J.J., what about some of the hardest-hit areas like Kherson? Are people trying to hunger down and wait out the winter? Are they trying to get out? What's going on here? It's a mix of decisions. Some people are trying to stay and weather the winter. Others are trying desperately to get out. In both of those places, uh, Mikolaev and Kherson, I'm speaking about people there have been under Russian occupation for a lot longer than people in other areas of Ukraine. And they've suffered far more. So some of them are defiantly staying and celebrating their victory, at least in Kherson, of waiting out Russia's occupation. And some have simply suffered enough. They just want to get out. But at the end of the day, many of the people there that I've spoken to or heard from believe they can make it through the winter. And it's going to be a lot brighter next year. But we also have to keep in mind that a lot of the people that may want to leave don't have the means anymore because almost everything in some of those places has been destroyed. With the latest of the war between Russia and Ukraine, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green talking with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Some good news for anyone looking to buy a home right now. Freddie Mac says mortgage rates dipped a tiny little bit lower this past week, now averaging about 6.58% nationwide. A year ago, though, they were a nice 3.1%. And it's a tough time for buyers and sellers. There were 24% fewer homes listed for sale in October than there were a year ago, according to Zillow, the fourth month in a row that listings declined. Meantime, we get two reads on home prices in September today. One from federal housing officials, the other a price reading, the S&P CoreLogic Home Price Index. Either way, look for another decline in home prices that month. China remains in focus as the country's government deals with protests over COVID lockdowns. And watch for more headlines on Twitter, this time on tension with Apple. Twitter head Elon Musk says Apple has cut back on advertising on Twitter and is even threatening to keep Twitter off Apple's App Store. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Denise Pellegrini on WTLP. This is a St. Jude moment. Braxton was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma, which is a brain tumor. We have an amazing team that fights for the best outcome for Braxton. Being part of the research makes us feel like we're doing our take. So if we can put our little piece of the puzzle in it, I would do it over and over again. Because I don't want another family to have to go through what we're going through.
Seeing the research team keep going all night makes me relieved. I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I saw a meeting going on. And I was like, oh my god, no one sleeps here? <laughs> Which is fantastic because they are literally trying to find a cure 24 hours a day. They're not willing to give up. Finding cures.